0: But did you ever have any eye surgeries?
1: Yeah, they did both my eyes.
0: Did they? Have mine done? Him so and Tommy. Same
1: kind of deal, but it really helped a whole but lot. Did you
0: get deadened for that?
1: Oh yeah. Oh good. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Oh yeah. Wouldn't like sticking needles in it. Yeah. It was like, oh no, you should have seen that. They put a ball of gas in my eyeball. And he said, lean your head over, and when I would, it'd roll like a basketball. And it looked like, you know, just something round like that inside your eye. Look, He said, it's going to look like it's about the size of a quarter. But he said, go down to your house and sit there on, on your bed, your favorite chair. He said, get on to your chair. He said, and lean your head. He said he, said, he said, he pushed my head. He said, right. He said, is that moving? I said, it looked like a, it was rolling like a basketball. And right there, he said, right there. He said, keep your head right there for three days and three nights, 72 hours. I said, you you've got to be kidding. He said, you have to keep your head and that ball, that's where I cut it. He said, that ball's gonna, the only way to heal it is that, I said, what is that black thing? He said, it's gas. It's heavier than your eye fluid. And it's pressing down where I did that surgery. He said, after three days, you, you can get up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And he said, you are good to go. He said, it's gonna start getting smaller. It's gonna look like a nickel, then a penny, then a dime. And he said, then like an English pea. It's, it's gonna get your body's taken that." <laughs> so look, after three days, I, I I I said, okay, count down. You know, nine, eight, seven, six. We I mean we counted that. I'm like, my I he, Oh, yeah, man. If you lean your head on the right for three days, like you can't that, move it back.
2: <laughs> man, yeah.
1: it, it don't want to go to the left. No. It? Oh,
2: no, no, no. Hey, <laughs> oh, piece of muscle. hey, I would come down there, I'm going out, you know, do the reads, and I'd look over there, and he'd be over there, and look, it looked like a size of a quarter blood spot.
1: Yeah. Huh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, just, yeah. yeah. and I said, that's about I said Oof. I said, that ain't no way. I said, I can't believe you let Tommy talk you into that crap.
1: Shoot, boy, I had to do it. But it really <laughs> helped. But, boy, you're talking about rough. Caught I never around, thought yeah. about just cocking Ooh, your head yeah. and leaving it there huh? for three days and three nights. I didn't move from the chair. Mm. I'd get up and take a leak. I did <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
3: boy. Oh, well, we're in store for a fun one today here in the duck call room. Look, if you haven't guessed it, Phil has joined us. It's finally not duck season. He's past the depression, maybe. I don't know. He just, he did like I did and put the pen to paper and saw the numbers. So the depression kind of set in all over again. That's it. But, uh, you know, it's a lot of time and effort we put into killing ducks to not kill them. So when yeah, that happens,
2: we, it, we move on. Please. We move on. You
3: know what, long, quick. them fish will be running on the river soon enough, we'll have nets out, we'll be doing a hundred different things, and <laughs> you know, as a company, this is the time of year we just send money out the door.
1: We can always
3: say, we can get them next year. Yeah, uh, well, we'll try harder, you know, but at the end of the day, but Phil, it's good to have you in here. Um, you know, I think probably the number one question we get asked, and, and it, it has to do with McMillan, Uh-oh.
1: why did Uh-oh. you ban
3: McMillan from the
1: duck blind? <laughs> been him? I don't know, but it probably the only way you can just get outright banned if you're a complete heathen, <laughs> poor monger. <them. laughs> I've been down that road. I said, no, <laughs> you're, you're not invited. <laughs> but the only thing that can get you kicked to the bank and out of there and, and not to be asked back is to wring somebody's ears with a shotgun. Or, or. Well,
0: let me tell you what happened, Phil. It was right after I was converted. Me and Jace brought me down there, and we went hunting. And the ducks came by, and and we grew up just hunting a different way. So when they came by, they're going to tell you a different story. I jumped up and started shooting at the ducks. Boom, boom, boom. Unloaded my gun, and I looked around. There's six of us in there, Jimmy Lindsay and some other guys. Nobody's standing up. They're all just sitting there looking with their eyes wide open. And I looked over at Jason. He said, hey, Phil, nobody moves until Phil says cut him. I was like, gotcha. That's been about 30 years ago.
2: So that would have been nice to know beforehand. right? <laughs> uh, I, I think
1: I was forgiven, but I just wasn't invited back. Sometimes you get weeded out. Well, you have to remember when these ducks, when they get there, they're, they're always spooky.
2: Mm.
1: And you work them around and work them. This year, Jay's had a formula don't do anything on the first pass, just let them come by. And they come by a second time. There weren't a whole lot of mallards down here and what was there, they were slick. So the second pass, you're just watching them, don't do anything. The third pass, when they came over, not a feed call, they were just just a little low, three little licks. they make another pass, they come on in there just backpedaling. But if you tried anything else, and we did, (laughs) we tried to list a little feed chuckle, we said, Mallard Drake only, we try that, but, but Jace <laughs> got it down to that, and he said, "Let's let's just try it because I think this'll work." So, you have to be patient when you're trying to get these. What few came down, boy, they were they were wily. <laughs> so,
3: has anybody ever gone rogue on you? Just stand up, start blasting without you saying "cut"? Them? Well, yeah, I've seen them.
1: One guy, <laughs> he, he, we're, we're, he they're sitting back on on the bench in the back of the blind when the roof's over them. When we got up to shoot a bunch of ducks let's get them, boys we got up he didn't get up he just shot from the hip inside the duck blind he just went boom boom I'm, boom i was
3: there no amen you know no Amy yeah. yeah. you remember yeah. that oh i remember yeah. it. my ears rang for five days oh, yeah. Of,
2: yeah yeah
3: yeah just all i could see was just fire coming by my face thinking oh please don't die please don't so die. it's a pretty dangerous sport
1: uh philip uh, (laughs) so what I'm saying is ringed ears I've got earplugs in right now and uh, they're worth every dime they're very expensive but I got them now I've got it turned up to about two but when you in dirt hunting you put it on maximum hearing and you can hear things you never heard before in your life way out across there and everybody seems to be talking real loud because I'm, I'm hearing anything but when someone shoots accidentally too close to me these earplugs they squeeze them decibels off huh. and they put and they protect your ear everybody with duck hunts needs to have a good set some type of earplugs would you agree to have mark or- oh the best thing we ever did
3: was signed up with tetra for them things to, yep, sh- to yep. shut that shotgun mess down you don't yep you know, because for me, I shoot a twenty gauge or twenty eight. I hunt a little different. I ain't hunting with seven men. I'm hunting with three or four. We're we're bushwhackers. A lot easier. Yeah, we're bushwhackers. Yeah. We don't get in duck blinds. We stand out there in open. So I didn't think I needed no hearing protection. But I, I realized once I had hearing protection, how much I needed
1: it. That's correct. So
3: even even for your own stuff, That's you don't correct. realize how loud a duck call is going off yeah, next to, to your head. It. So yep, no
1: doubt, you know. Plus, it enables you to hear better. And then when someone shoots too close to you, one did this year, one one man, uh, I forgot who he was, some guest, <laughs> but he shot way too close. But fortunately for me, I had these earplugs in, no damage. I'm like, whoo Shut her down. So,
3: yep. Yeah, I had one this year that made me, it didn't hurt me because I had them in, but it, it knocked me down. That's how close it was to I well, mean, the, yeah. the blast knocked me sideways, oh. and I was like, yep. oh. Thank God for these things, because I ain't hurting. I, I would be hurting otherwise.
1: You Six, know? seven men in close proximity, one of them big floaters, you know, just, just add it up. You say, that's that's a loud racket that's coming out of there, raising up, you know, and you start going this way, there's a man. I'm on the one end, the, the callers are on one end and the other end, so we can watch them and so we can get them at the right spot. So it's critical on when you say, Let's get them. They better be right there or yeah. you they, they're gone. Sometimes Jason them, you know, they say, you got to take them. you got to try them. So we had a couple of bunches, big pintails this year, and the first pass was the closest one, and they got within about 50 to 60. The next pass was a little further away. <laughs> next pass a little further. They gone.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They so, felt something, sensed something or something. They, uh, always... they just
3: remembered they were pintails. Yeah, you right. know, that's just what pintails, they do.
1: that's a habit yeah. they have. They'll uh, yeah. they work you first, the closest. We was up around Moss Lake one day. Here comes a big bunch of pintails. They made a pass. Next, next pass, they were a little higher. Next pass, they're a little higher, gone. Five minutes later, looked up, here's another bunch. Same thing. Ten minutes later, here comes another bunch. All pintails. So after about that Oh, the 15th bunch. We hadn't fired a shot. We're just looking at them, work around and leave. So finally somebody down there, old Hook and Bull Thompson, Hook and Bull said, boys, uh, y'all argue. I said, Bullen, what do you think about it? We We can't get them things to so go ahead and come on in there. I said, "What? The, somebody's messing up. What are they seeing? We're trying to analyze the situation, you know. Old Hook and Bull said, boys, I got a – little advice i said what you got there bull he said we can kill these ducks first bite i said what uh. he said we can kill them i said when How, what are you talking about he said they're 60 yards he said they're flying in bunches of 50 to 75 <laughs> he said that's a lot of ducks yeah he said 60 yards We can do some serious damage during that time frame, I don't recommend this for your, for your audience, at that <laughs> time, we did various things that were not, let's say, technically legal. <laughs> so they said, like having plugs in your gun and such. Yeah, so you said, what about y'all were in a tree? We had a duck blind in, in, up in a big bull cypress tree. One of them big cypress, but short, not too tall. We're about 20 foot off the water I let them off, go hide the boat, outboard, get in a P-Rogue, paddle back up there, get on my ladder, sink the P-Rogue. That way it didn't have a boat run. And that's the way we hunted them. So you said, well, how'd you pick up your ducks? How'd you get your cripples? Cause there's your little lake. I said, 22 rifle. <laughs> so what we did was when they all fell, there goes three swimming toward the brush. And with scope, twenty-two rifle. So we got so efficient at just head shooting them for those cripples. We didn't. We didn't like a dog. What's he gonna do? He can't climb the tree. Yeah. he's out. Yeah, so you say, died. I get down, get the p rope, pull it out, squat all that time. Ducks, more ducks time to come. I said we got to come up with a quick way. That's what we did. I wouldn't recommend it, but I'm just saying. <laughs> back in the day, that's how we shot our cripples. So. Next bunch of pintails, ease about 60 yards. We have six, seven men, plugs out of their guns, Brown and A5. And we looked, and there's about eight lead on the water, a couple cripples. We popped them. Next bunch, get six out of it. Next bunch, nine out of it. Next month. Back in those days, a pintail was a 10 pointer. So you could kill 10 of them. You could kill 10 pintails. So we ended up, you know, kill about fifty or sixty pentails. Yeah, these days you can't do that. No,
3: no, you no. can't do. Actually, you can't do none of what you just talked. Yeah, about. So, no,
2: that's right. You
3: know. hey, Phil, are the, we have repented. The, the oh, absolutely, and the statute of limitations. <laughs> look, all, Phil I ain't ever tried right. to hide. Well, your nothing. audience right.
1: is now. Right. We have all repented. That's right. So we're
3: law-abiding citizens, huh? And we're law-abiding citizens. So yeah, I bet you, you, you know, know, are
1: there any
0: are there any uh, ducks that are are more sensitive to flaring than others? Well, let's talk about that when we get back. Let's take our first break. We'll be back right
3: after yeah, this. Was. Rucker, do you know what makes the best neighbors?
0: What makes the best neighbors? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quiet ones.
3: A good fence. You know what's Maybe. better than building a fence out of dead wood?
0: Ooh,
2: live wood. There you go. Building it out of live wood. Yeah. Yes.
3: And you can do that with our friends at Fast Growing Trees. If you want shrubs to protect you from your neighbors, I say protect, but, you know, kind of shelter you mm-hmm. in place, do a little thing. You want shrubs, you want trees, you want bushes, you want grass. They got you. Whatever you want, they got you. And that's what's cool because, like, I planted the persimmon trees. I planted. I got one for each of the boys. I like a way to give back to wildlife, all the wildlife. Come eat the persimmons when they're ready in a few years. All the things. It's our way of giving back. You know, and, and it's really cool. And not to mention, I don't know if you you, you married now. Yep. At some point, your wife's going to say, we need new bushes. Mm-hmm. We need new plants. Look, you know how expensive that is? Oh. It's a heck of a lot cheaper if you go to fastgrowingtrees.com, though, because they can help you out. You can type in, you're in Louisiana. They can tell you what grows here, what doesn't grow here. So if you're like, man, that's really cool, but it don't grow here, don't waste your money. All right. You know what oh, I'm saying? That's useful. So there you go. Look, they have everything you could possibly want. Like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. You Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast-growing trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. So they got like, you can grow lemons on your front porch. You can grow them in the kitchen. You can grow avocados, olives, figs. Whatever you want, you can just go shopping right there. You know, you can go. I say, hey, we ain't gotta go to a grocery store. Just go pick you a Meyer lemon right off the tree right there. You're good to go. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. You don't have to drive around the nursery. Save yourself time. Save yourself some money. And their in-house experts are always ready, twenty-four-seven to help you out. And look, this spring they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals and listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DUCK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code DUCK at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code DUCK. Offer's valid for a limited time. Tell them we sent you. So Phil, you're you're asking Big Phil if
1: any ducks are more common to Flair? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I would say pentails are a wily duck. I would say mallard ducks that have been hammered pretty good. You have to remember, we're in South Arkansas and Louisiana. Yeah, We're on the far end of the flyway. These ducks have run the gauntlet from the Canadian border. And when the Canadians, there's a lot of people go up there to hunt them, and the Canadians hunt them. So by the time they get to here flying up, you know, the Dakotas coming down, Minneapolis, wherever they're coming down, the Mississippi. You say they begin to go down the Central Flyway, and the marsh in Louisiana has deteriorated to such a point that it's not the draw it once was. We've lost so many acres. We don't see the ducks going down to Catahoula, mid-state on down in the marsh. The marsh has deteriorated so much that that's not a drawing card. So these ducks, what we see, or one, they've been shot at probably most for the most part, and they just get that slick. You just got to really be patient with your duck caught if you want to get them in there right. Yeah. So it's just a tough, tough, tough time. They're survivors. Yeah. Oh yeah. So i answer your one mallard duck is about he's about as wide as they get, and them, pintails are pretty wily, but.
3: And them gadwalls is the same way. They'll get to about, they'll be coming thinking, you a world champion duck caller, you can do this, do that. And they get there to about 40. And then it's like somebody just runs them the smooth opposite direction as fast as they can go for no reason. You'd be sitting there not even blowing your duck call. Mm -hmm. And they go, zoom. Oh, I've seen them do it on live duck. Yeah, gadwall flare off a live duck. So, (laughs) but, uh, no, it's, uh. Yeah, that's duck hunting, man. It's fun. It's a good time. And, oh, yeah. Well, Phil, what else you been working on? I know you got a new book coming out. What, well, what you been working on down there on the, on the bank of the river? In a much, much more
1: serious uh, light, uncancelled, finding meaning and peace in a culture of accusations, shame, and condemnation. They condemn you they shame you, they accuse you, they try to get you fired. I experienced this about, when was that? About 2014, some guy walked up to my chair. He had just asked Jason a question that I was not privy to because Jace told me about it later. What he did with Jace, he walked up to him, is sitting on the couch, Jephthah sitting over there, and uh, Willie was sitting over here. I'm here. So I think Si was there. Yeah, you was there. Yeah, yeah, there. But anyway, he goes up to Jace and he says, do you really expect us to believe that you didn't have sex with your girlfriend before you married her? He said, do you expect us to believe that crap? Jace said, I don't care whether you believe it or not. I waited till I got married. So he said, Pah. well, from that, If I had known he was asking those kind of questions, I probably wouldn't even have just just sent him down the road. So all I did was give him a Bible verse. What ensued was when they went back and put it in print, so they attacked me, and it took them about three weeks. Someone said he just quoted the Bible verse because I didn't want to, what I believe wasn't pertinent what God said is is pertinent. So I just gave them a Bible verse, so if they was gonna (laughs) jump on somebody, blame God and the Apostle Paul for putting that in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. I didn't give them the Bible verse, but finally someone said, he just quoted a Bible verse, it's what it says. So because of that, and now, if you're tearing down somebody's statue because he's a famous, one of our famous founding fathers, and you commit a sin, they zero in on where you committed that sin and they'll never forgive you the rest of your days. And it's 200 years from, they look back at the human race and they pick out sins and they condemn them. They ostracize them, they shame them, they they accuse them, but they never forgive them. So I just said, well, let's see. So in answer to your question, here's a, here's an apostle of Jesus. Check this out. You say what is the problem when people condemn others for no reason? I gave them the trash that I've committed in a in a sinful lifestyle. I gave it to them on the front end, front end. I said, "Okay, yep. I kill away too many ducks. I violated the law. I was an outlaw. I'm a whoremonger, a drunkard, and I go around smoking dope. We're sitting in the I said, so I've experienced all that. I was a very sinful man when I came to Jesus. Well, here's here's old the apostle John, and I mean it is a doozy. Let's see. Where is it? First John, this is a John, uh, and I want your audience to hear this. John 15. Well, while you're looking for that, Phil, we're gonna take a break. John 15, 17 and following. It's a doozy. Jesus is talking. He said, if they, if they hated you, Keep in mind, they hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I've chosen you out of the world. This is the people that come to Jesus by faith that I wrote a book for. This is why the world hates you. Remember the words I spoke to you. No servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, Jesus never made a mistake, not one. You say, they murdered him. Yeah, and before they murdered him, they hate him. They hated him, yeah. If they persecuted me, they'll persecute you also. I asked Willie about it. I said, what did that caper cost us with sponsors bailing out because I'm a sorry low-down heathen for quoting a Bible verse? And Willie said, we lost about 10 million. Mm. Just like that. You say, but you're still operating pretty good. I still got plenty. <laughs> you say, so 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 they tried to do you in financially, but that one didn't work. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also, the people we contact. This audience is listening today. They'll treat you this way because uh, they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they wouldn't be guilty of sin. Now, however, they have no excuse for their sin. You say they drag up things on people and they are called. Somebody said they're the cancel culture if you don't agree with their ideology, and if you've made a mistake in your past, you sent somebody a text on the computer and you kinda had some rough language in there, they'll bring that up. Well, whoops, well, you just lost your job. So, he who hates me hates my father as well. If I had not done among them what no one else did, this one, they wouldn't be guilty of sin but he said, I've come to pay for their sins. So when you love God and you love your neighbor, you quit accusing others. Look, you say, why can't we accuse others of their wrongdoing and hold it against them? Because for God so loved the world he sent his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him won't perish. So he comes down, lives a perfect life, dies on a cross that he said he would do, was buried and raised from the dead, solved your sin problem, solved your grave problem. So you embrace that by faith. And he canceled Colossians the, the chapter The written two. code. He canceled the written code. It seems real simple, the Ten Commandments, let's see, starting about no gods before me, uh, don't bow down to idols, don't misuse my name, uh, work six days, rest one, sounds like a good idea to me. And then he said, children, obey your father and mother, I hope, and then don't murder. I'm like, it would be a better place if we didn't murder each other and we all obeyed our parents and we did what was right. Yeah, and don't commit adultery. I'm guilty as charged. You're like, don't do that. It's sinful, don't steal, don't lie, and don't covet. I'm like, that's just 10 of the written code, and I didn't even do well with any of them. <laughs> I said, well, am I the only one that ever violated no. them? No. Somebody, somebody said, well, so Jesus said, here's what I'll do. I'll cancel that for you and put you under a system it's called grace. It's a gift. It's free. All your sins will be wiped away. My blood will remove your sin. I'm gonna to have to die to save you. And that's what I'm gonna do. The penalty I've chosen is my death for you, to make you alive. So he does away with the written code. We're under grace. All our past sins are forgiven when we come to him by faith. We believe he died was buried and raised from the dead. It ain't rocket science. And on top of that, Jesus went back into heaven. He's there 24-7. You make a mistake as a follower of Jesus, you just give them to him, not counted against you. No written code. It's just, but you do have to love me and you have to love each other. Well, if you love God and you loved each other, the last thing you would do is drum up a charge on somebody who sinned and accuse them. If God forgave me, I'm going to forgive them. So I'm not I'm not mad at the cancel culture. I'm just trying to tell them, look, y'all are condemning people for sinning, and you've done plenty of sinning yourself. You're condemning yourself. You condemn them, you're going to be condemned. God's going to cancel you if Amen. you start canceling others. So the people who attack me and cost me $10 million, you say, How do you feel about them? Oh, I love them. I love them and I say, Jesus is the way y'all ought to follow him. He'll remove you of what you tried to do to me. He'll he'll remove that, he'll forgive you. So watch, I'll finish with this. Trying to make it short now, short sermon so you don't get bored and you go to sleep. (laughs) This ain't like the church house, whatever, you know you're going on. So look. Here's He's the deal. To beat the Baptist, Listen don't. to this. If we could <laughs> learn, here's America's problem. You say, is it a is it a political problem, or is it a spiritual problem? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Someone has a better job, and hey be thankful for them. You say, hey, that's a good deal. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. Love is not rude. Love is not self-seeking. Love, well, guess what? Is not easily angered. But here's the beauty of love. It keeps no, no record. record of wrongs. Yep. You're like-
2: Forgiveness. Mercy. If I, if I love someone,
1: I'll forgive him. I forgive you. It keeps no record of wrongs. They came to Jesus, and I'll finish with this. They came to Jesus and they said, Lord, how many times should we forgive someone who sins against us? Seven? Now look, Peter said maybe forgive him seven times. He was thinking, you know, cut them a little slack. And if you think about it, you say Seven times. Mm-hmm. Uh, in lie. America, I don't think they would give you seven times, uh, seven forgiveness scene. Do you? Nope.
2: No, it's, no. Kind of, it's kind of like baseball. They may give you three strikes and you're out. Most uh, of them won't even give you three. Depends it.
3: on depends on what your level of quota One and done, boys. Yeah. 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 So You can get about it, half of one and you're out.
1: Yeah, yeah. the answer right. Jesus gave him was profound. He said, Peter, seven. He said, 70 times seven peter was like 70 times seven you mean he said just forgive them and move on
2: and keep doing it
1: Mm -hmm. move on forgive them peter and move on and keep on on, doing it you got to remember when they you got god in flesh who died on the cross and just before he died at the moment of his death Mm -hmm. he looked down at him what was left of him they brutalized him and he said Forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. Forgive them. His dying words, you're like, man, what a, what a wonderful thing he did for the human race. It's the greatest thing that could happen to anybody. So I would recommend highly, and it's free of charge, by the way, when you put your faith in God, that Colossians text, that's Colossians 2 about verse 20 that I gave you. I'll just finish up with this. Let's see. Uh, In him, in Jesus, you also were circumcised. Mm -hmm. It's scary for you males. You're like, ooh. In the putting off of the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, and a sharp knife, you can add, (laughs) but, but with a circumcision done by Christ. Listen to this. Having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him, through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. You're like, whoa, that's a wonderful thing. Cut away my sinful nature. I, I can be a new person. He got yes. rid of it for it's you. It's kind of like being born again. Yep. you like, whoa. When you were dead in your sins, I've been there, and so have y'all, and so has everybody else. And in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, whoo, I remember it, it was brutal. God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. No record. Nope. Having canceled the written code, I'm thinking, "Whoo! I'm glad he got me out on all them rules. Woo-wee. Now, that was against us, the law was, and that stood opposed to us. He comes down and keeps it, then turns around and dies to get us out from under it. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. Having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. So I am pleased to say you read, that's what the book basically says, you read it, because we have a lot of problems in the United States of America, but if we don't wake up, and we keep hating each other and devouring each other, this thing's going to collapse around us. It's going to collapse. So please, just think about Jesus, follow him, do what's right. Love, what's the downside to loving God and loving your neighbor? I mean, what's the downside? Because we could just do those two.
3: Just yeah. those two. That yeah. There's no, no out, downside That wipes that. out the rest of them. Yeah. yeah.
2: But, There's no downside to it. Well, let's, so
1: take, let's hunt ducks and chase ducks and follow Jesus.
3: And I'm, <laughs> amen. Well, let's do that, but let's take a break first. All we'll right. be back right after this. Uh, hey,
0: I, I would like to say something if y'all let me go first. Go ahead. Go ahead, Phil. So I you just got a microphone, to, you know, son? Let I, her eat. Well, I know I do. But. I
3: know you're feeling inspired today. The well, man does do bring that out in people.
0: Well, I know? tell you, you know, I mean, it was probably about 30 years ago maybe a little bit longer, uh, me and my girlfriend heard the gospel from Jace, you know, yep. and um, we both repented and changed our lives. And because of that, I've been working for their children's home for 26 years, trying to help all those kids that come through. And my, all my children are Christians and, you know, adults now, but all of our lives are going to be changed because of a message that we heard, you know, that was free. Um, so, when I think about Phil and Jason, Al and Willie, and all those guys, all they ever did was preach to people, try to help them love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, all these things. That's what I learned from the Robertsons. So, so Phil, I appreciate you and all your family for what y'all have done. And
2: that is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right, yeah. All that you said.
0: Yeah. And you know, a lot. I stay. I'm with Cy 24 seven, and I, I hear a lot of times when he's he does the same thing. He preaches, and we baptize people in horse troughs and everything else in Oklahoma, <laughs> but uh, but si does the same exact thing. He he never stops talking about about Jesus. So I appreciate that, Sy. Si.
1: Peace right. of mind is a rare commodity in America, and we're giving them the one that can give them peace instead of war and fighting and
0: so and even anxiety i mean like you said going to sleep at night you can put your head on the pillow and say boys we made it yeah you know i'm forgiven that's That's
3: it that's exactly right because i mean anxiety is kind of a fancy word a lot of times for fear yeah and 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 fear don't live there
2: right because there is no
3: fear anymore that's right all all fear has been driven out by the light you know so i mean it's uh it's an incredible thing. These Robertson's have touched many lives, mine included. I mean, I was a dead man walking till I showed up around here. We all you went know? between so,
1: duck hunts now. We, we chase ducks and follow Jesus. Pretty good yeah, plan there. Good.
0: <laughs> hey, I'll tell you something else funny is is when Jace after after me and about twenty of my friends were converted, Jace was on a mission. He said he he called me up. He'd say, "All right, Philip, let's go. Where are we going? You you my contact. Let's go meet some people. All the Lindsays. We can fill up three or four rows of people that that." Jace had shared the gospel with. Oh no,
2: he 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 made a vow. Okay, <clears throat> for all the people that he went to school with in his senior class. Oh yeah, that he was going to preach the gospel to each and every one of them, and he did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and actually converted and baptized a whole bunch of them. A I bunch of them. Mac Miller was one of them. Oh yeah. Mac was one of them. That's oh yeah. The we walked into the
0: pool hall, and he said, "Jace said." You sure we're gonna be all right? Walked in here. I said, Yeah, we'll be all right. <laughs> so Jace walks in, and and the guy that that we have with us is a uh, he was converted. He was ex pool hustler McIntosh. We walked in, and uh, and Jace surprised me. He pulled the twenty out of his pocket and slammed it down on the rail of the table, and everybody kind of stopped and looked. And they was like, "What's that?" And he was like, "Anybody that can beat this man in in pool, come over here, line up. I'll pay you twenty dollars if you can beat him." They started walking over, and he said, "But." That's right. If he beats you, <laughs> it's a Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> and it got real quiet. Yeah, yeah. And Jace everybody, looked at me.
2: They put the brakes on. They put the, the brakes on, si. Oh, Jay's yeah. getting
0: creative. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. He did so many crazy things. And look, one guy walked up. He said, I'll do it. He said, I'll do it. And so they broke the balls, and Macintosh ran over him. The guy never got to shoot. He put a stick up, he said, The deal's a deal. He said, Where are we going? Jace said, Have I got a story for you? <laughs> hey, he went we went up to the he got baptized that night and the law came and got him two days later and we never saw him again. He had done something, some crime committed something. But there but he's free. There's a free man somewhere locked up who's following Christ. There's, but there's tons of stories like that. Read Jace's book. It's called Good Call. Yeah, a lot of those stories are in there. Yeah, yeah. it is pretty incredible. Side, do you
3: ever think your brother, growing up, looking at your brother, do you ever think you'd be sitting next <sighs> nope. to a New York Times hey. bestselling author?
2: Nope, both of them. I know <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I, no. I'm,
3: I'm staring at two of them. That well, I,
2: here's here's the thing. Okay, when he was growing up, you know, uh, and it's kudos to my sister Jan, who she's at home in heaven right now. Amen. You know, with the rest of the family. But anyway. We all told Kay when he was running with the devil, go ahead and leave him, you and your kids start a new life and get on with your with your life. Because he'll never change. And Jan Jan come every time we talk about it, Jan says, Y'all all, you're his family and you should all be ashamed of yourself. She said, because you have no idea how many people he's gonna bring to Christ one day. And we all looked at Jan like she was out of her mind, you know. But, hey, then fast forward 50 years, and here we all are, yeah. okay? And every, everything we've got, okay, it come from... The three guys upstairs. Yeah. Okay, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit.
3: Well, the evidence of Jan being out of her mind was overwhelmingly against her with statements like that and marrying a dasher. I mean, you knew she had to be out of her mind. (laughs) Oh no, yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) Well well, I'm telling you, hey, she she seen it and, and you know, Bill Smith was the one that went into a beer joint to preach the gospel to Phil. Okay, and the only reason he did it is James Robertson was not going to leave him alone. Yeah. Because she asked him, you've got to go preach the gospel to my brother.
0: So, Phil, what William H., old Smith, he used to teach the, at the School of Biblical Studies. Yep. he he come into your bar. Come into the bar. Oh, yeah. Was you shocked or were you
1: ready for him or what? I said something like, so you some kind of preacher?
2: <laughs> He's the only I mean, man. It's got to be yeah. a little intimidating. No, you know no, no, I mean? no. You got to understand. I so, wouldn't go into a bar where this, Phil Robertson no, no. was. I this can tell you that. This is just to show you how wise God is. The only man that could have reached him was Bill Smith.
1: Yeah, I said you have been drunk. I said you're preacher. You have been drunk. He said, Yeah. I said, Because I'm getting drunk right now, talking to you. I had a <laughs> quart of beer. And I mean, <laughs> my legs are just sitting there. Said, yeah. He said, Yeah, I've been drunk. I said. So I was looking at a preacher, and he said, well, yeah, I've been drunk. I thought, well, there may be hope here. (laughs) I basically said, you know, you see that door over there? Jan's up in the front of the bar handing out tracks, (laughs) And some of them old guys, you know, say, get that out of here, you know. I said, I said, y'all leave that girl alone. She's 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 one of these religious freaks. So she's passing out this stuff. I said, hey, you can throw it away later. I said, but don't mess with that woman. That's my sister. I said, oh, we didn't know. I said, yeah, don't 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 mess with her. So anyway, I ran him off that first. I ran him off the first time. You know, you see that door? You get out. Get that door out of here. Go. So I run him off. Jan said we made some headway. I think. <laughs> about a year later, they said, why don't you just talk to that old guy that came in the bar that night? I mean, if he did that, you know. I said, by that time, you know, I'd run all my old Miss Kay and the kids off and everything, you know. So I said, all right, I'll sit down and listen to him. So for the first time, I sat there and listened. I basically said on the way out the door, when I heard about Jesus, what he's done for me, I thought, how in the world did I ever miss that? I said, I never i missed it
2: was raised in the church oh
1: yeah they yeah.
2: they had a, a deal going i don't even know what to call it but they didn't preach the gospel no.
1: yeah. yeah
2: shame on
3: them. well yeah but I mean, that, sometimes but sometimes it takes you know you, you got to get to a point of knowing better and and phil was never going to be reached before the moment he was reached so right. you go you go back and look at all that it, it doesn't matter because it was going to happen when it happened.
1: Yep. I mean, if yeah. we're if we're believers of faith, if someone had told me, I would be waving a Bible around, hollering about Jesus. If they had told me that back then, I'd have said, "Are you nuts?" Yeah. I I just couldn't. I wouldn't have comprehended it. Yeah. Hand you know, me I'd another never beer. Dream.
0: That's, that's, Without faith, it's impossible to please God, because those who come to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those
1: who earnest. You faith. folks out there in computer land, just remember. You know, I'm not what you call an official bona fide, certified preacher. I mean, I, I know I look like I am, but <laughs> I mean, actually I'm not. I'm just some dude who lives down the river and we stay in the woods and do a lot of fishing, well, you know, and run it. It's hunting, not much you know. different
3: from Jesus' day. He used fishermen. Now he's using duck hunter. He uses, you know? he so. uses
2: simple men to confuse the yep. wise. Yep. They're not yep. wise.
3: Well, where do you fall into that?
2: Hey, look, I'm, I'm in the same boat as everybody else. I've done my share of sinning. I've repented of it and trying to do the best I can do. That's Amen. all you
3: can do. That's all any of us can do. Well, let's take another break. We'll we'll be back for the last segment right after this.
1: I mean, look, you think about it, boys. You say, if he's not
3: the way out of here, we ain't getting out of here. No, you I got mean, a chance. Dude, we're just not going to make it. No. Nope. Jesus is the one that offers us a way out.
0: The way, the truth, and the light. It's
3: yeah. a, it's a, I'll never forget one time you explained it simply. An old boy, you said, "Well, if if I'm right, hmm. I win." He said, "If I'm wrong, then we all just go in a hole in the ground. Who cares? That's Who cares now. what? Yeah, you know?
0: That's said, it. But if, if you're right. wrong, yeah,
3: then you got hell to pay." <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget Phil telling that old boy that. That's I mean, it. that's one of them one of them deals that because <laughs> yeah. he put it so simply, it stuck with me. I was yeah. like, you know what? I mean, the only upside. It's Jesus yeah. otherwise we're going
1: in a hole in the ground or however you choose oh, yeah. to leave this place and you know I look back and, at old clay's convert that was a that was a wonderful conversion story. he we sitting on a plane I've never seen before in my life yeah Clay we McConnell talking, we start yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we just talking about Jesus you know and I was, I shared jesus with him told he said look he said you don't have to try to convert me he said because I just got out of, of preaching Benefee. School, Benefee school preaching school, school. I said, oh we're well, good yeah. we're great so we just talked there you know and I don't know, years went by, and I just noticed one night I walked. I looked out there. I was giving the lesson. I looked out and he was sitting there. And I thought, hmm, that's unusual. About three or four four nights later, three or four Wednesday nights later, he walked up to me. He said, Phil, remember we talked on that plane? It was like he remembered it from yesterday. Yeah. He said, take me back and baptize me. Yes. I said, good to have you on board, my man. Oh, yeah. It just... Just one chance wow. meeting, you know. That boy what was a at great a, brother. Now, yeah. oh
0: yeah,
3: he was at a low spot in his life, and he, you know, I duck up with him all the time. And he said, he said, "What do I need to do? You know, what what do you think?" And I said, "You need to go someplace where don't nobody know who you are." So I said, "I got the place for you." Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I said, "I got a place where nobody gonna know who you are." And I tell you one other, they don't care No, who you are.
2: That's the so right. good part. I said, yeah. "Just
3: come be a stranger, your past,
2: son. Your past is like there's no record."
3: Yeah.
0: When Si now, had his...
2: You, once you come to Jesus, okay, and, and obey what he says, you know, and you're buried in baptism with it. there's death, burial, and resurrection, yeah. you're a clean slate. You're, you're, you're a new creation. You know, you're on
1: the right track, Si, because I went over to university across the river, uh little old place, you know, small, just a few people there. And I looked out there, you know, after a few, a year or two, and it... We got, like, half blacks and half whites, which is a wonderful thing. We're Absolutely. all together. And,
2: actually, and the old along. SWAT
1: man, the old SWAT policeman told me, he said, Ross, he said, I don't want to hurt your feelings. He said, but we've arrested about half of your congregation. <laughs> I said, "I said that's exactly what I'm doing here. Yeah. So we have a big meal, and the homeless oh. are in there. You know, we marry oh. the ones that are homeless. We marry them in my front yard down on the river, you know. <laughs> Dogs go to bark and all that, you know, but. But it's a wonderful place to be. Kay hey, was talking about what a, that? It's a beautiful sight, you know, that we separate each other because of our race, what we shouldn't. We should just bring come together, love one another. So I really miss Caleb's, and I love it too, you know.
2: What I was going to say a while ago is that, look, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are not real to most people. It's real to us. They're yeah. real, okay. They exist.
1: Oh, you mm-hmm. bet
2: you. Oh, absolutely. And, and we can I,
0: tell it by your lifestyle.
2: Well, I look at I look at creation. How somebody could see all this beauty, okay, and how perfect everything what is. What
1: department in saltwater made a duck side? Yeah. I look up in the air. Um, he's a jet. <laughs> He comes down, he's sitting there, he's a boat.
2: And then he's a well, submarine.
1: And then he dives, and he's a submarine. I'm like, no, there was some thinking went in that thing. Well, the coolest part of all of it is we're
3: weeks away from seeing the resurrection in nature because springtime is coming. Right. And you look uh, out there.
2: I've always and, said
3: that. You know, you see them buds. You see everything start to wake up again. Forget the yellow scum. It's everywhere. That's pollen. We all deal with that. got to have it. you know, you got to have it. But I mean, you see the resurrection in
1: nature every spring, which is which is what's I See cool. them blooms right now. Yeah. Saw them oh, yeah. this morning. I looked on my mayhaw trees in yep. my yard. I'm yep. thinking about that fresh mayhaw jelly in May. So uh, it's already February, and I looked at them trees. I saw them little blooms. I said, Jelly time, boys. Boy, it ain't long now. That's yeah. the good stuff. That's, but that's how
3: we revolve our lives. Everybody's like, y'all, y'all miss duck season? No, it's it's on the fruit-picking season. Something else is
0: coming up. Yeah. We got
3: something else. It's almost biscuit time. Yep. Because there'll be biscuits rolling out at Robertson House there for about three, four weeks. Oh, yeah. yep. that, hey. As fast as you can eat that fresh jelly. Now, I so,
0: mean, well, Phil, what about the crawfish? Are you, you got any crawfish oh, this oh, year? Oh, it's a
1: big crop. I've already seen them.
0: Yeah. There we go. We put that
1: water on that new place. We, we, we cleared away, and we left the big trees. You know, beautiful thing. And I I looked at all them crawfish holes, and I told Old Dan I said Dan, there's a lot of crawfish out in this thing. <laughs> so I got it kind of open up now. When the backwater comes in there, I got my traps all ready. But where the water comes out that pipe, I walked up on it the other day. They just <laughs> they just went in every direction. I'm like, we got we got some good grub coming yep. in. <laughs> you ain't kidding. It's close.
2: <laughs> crawfish cooked every which way. I over
1: you. Between all gratin, etouffee.
2: boy,
3: that oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah,
2: every way you can do it, he cooks it. Oh, hey. we saved
1: back some of our fat ones up, <laughs> my man. We'd save them so we got enough for duck gumbo's for about the first, you know, two, three months, four or five months, you know.
0: Oh yeah, you got to do
3: that.
1: Waiting on next duck season, but we, <laughs> yeah, you wrap that duck gumbo up about that last cold front. That'll be the last duck gumbo you eat. We started yeah. making them wood ducks and the little uh, fingers. We call them duck fingers. Take each side of the breast and you cut it and it's left about like your middle finger there, about like that. You tenderize them. You soak them in a little brine water. Three-day process. Yeah. Stone. You do that the first night, pour all that off, pour it all off, and then you put them in buttermilk and let them soak in buttermilk for a night. Then the next time, next day, you get up and you roll them in sour cream. Roll them in sour cream, the, the fingers. You don't seize them at all and you roll that in flour, roll it in flour, fry them fast. I'd say about a minute, minute and a mm-hmm. half if you fry them, peanut oil. Take them out. We season them right there in duck fingers. It's the best way to eat ducks. The first flavor that I've ever seen. Stone dreamed it up and mm-hmm.
2: duck fingers. We Fried mm-hmm. duck, fried you duck. You would think they were venison. You would think it was venison steak. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. It's that good. That Woody pretty
3: good anyway. So
2: yeah, if you do all that. Stone done took it to a new yeah, level. Like that
3: Woody's time. good just as he
1: sits.
2: So if I you don't want to well, get we weeded out. Four
1: hundred and something, but I can say we ate the whole bunch. Yeah. <laughs> every
2: every one of them. We, we ate, ate every
1: one
0: of now, them.
2: Every one of them. So si, yeah.
0: get me in on the next eating of those. Yeah.
3: No
2: I don't problem. want to
0: get weeded out of that. No, you out, Mac. <laughs> I,
3: noticed, I noticed Phil didn't offer you a, a way back in either.
0: Oh, he, so. hey, I, I'm always welcome at Phil. He knows that. I'm talking about duck hunting.
1: Oh, never mind. Oh, forget it. Well, <laughs> oh, they may bring him back on board, but we'll probably he'll start out picking the ducks and stuff.
2: We'll Work it, his way we'll back. We'll him clean them first.
1: Work his way up. Uh, we'll banish him to the dog.
3: Like make that. him put his okay. time in on dog by in the mornings. You yeah. know, hey. hey,
2: that can be a good thing.
1: Not in the mornings. Hey,
2: that can be a good thing. That
1: dog pretty rough on you right in the morning. Right now, we're, we're fighting a, a flying squirrel a, a, a pandemic. They're coming inside the... House the the flying squirrels have descended upon my living room and eating the dog's dog food, so we don't know what we're going to do about that yet. Uh,
2: well, you got a problem there because there's a, a bunch of them in my deer stand. I used to turn out until yeah, hey. y'all built that big hotel. I used as a deer stand.
3: There. Well, I say this: even the squ- even the flying squirrels know that Victor dog food is pretty good, so that's a good thing. <laughs> that's it, huh?
2: Well, I know one thing: uh, mean, cat, we can
3: hear them eating
2: it. That food, you know. Coons like cat food. Coon,
3: my, coon like anything.
2: Oh, no, yeah. yeah, but my wife was putting out cat food, and she came come in there one day, and she went out there to pour some in there, and one, the bag was gone. That's a 50-pound bag. She said, good grief, that's the second one I bought this week. <laughs> and I said, baby, I said, you guys have to stop feeding all these cats in the neighborhood. <laughs> so that night, she poured out some in a bowl and put it on the porch, and I heard something out there, and I clicked on the light, and, hey, there was coon, three coons on the porch, Oh, they would hit the scale at about hundred and twenty five a piece. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Hey, and I'm serious. Sorry, si, you
1: blowing some smoke, well, now smoke. Smoke, smoke is on. I see a hundred and twenty five pound hey. coon, I'm leaving hey. that yeah, that's that called a black like bear. A Could have been a squirrel. Oh
2: those Snagger. <laughs> You got a bear and a
1: coon. You got a bear and a coon. You're confused about a bear and a coon. It wasn't a bear and a coon.
2: It was three of them. And I said, hey, you got to quit this. I said, because you ain't feeding cats. You're feeding coons.
3: Well, look, Phil, we appreciate you coming on today. Look, (laughs) I would be remiss. Uh, I got some news yesterday. I'm going to pass to our listeners. Um, Our buddy T-Bone, Travis Turner, he's been a real tree guy for however long we've met him all these years. They just diagnosed him with a type of cancer, and next week he is going to have to have his leg amputated above the knee. Is really? the only way to remove the cancer. So, T-Bone, we love you, buddy. We're going uh, we'll to be praying for, for you. For you. Yep, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. All our fans, if you could do the same. We always close with a Bible verse. I'm going to close it out today. 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our trouble so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God.
0: Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. I mentioned five times.
3: You think there's a point there? Yeah. He is the great comforter. (laughs) Yep. Thank y'all, folks. We'll see y'all next time right here in the Duck Call Room. We're out.